You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dropping Spicy, a Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Apex Legends, its development, and the community. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Uh, I am Kinder from Dropping Spicy, also known as Josh Kinder, and I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Crowell, also known as Exomat, and you're listening to Dropping Spicy, if you don't know, and this is the show with hot questions and even hotter takes, and today we are joined by a long-time coming interview the man, the myth, the legend himself, Duncan S., better known as Boomer Gaming. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Hey. Good Thanks to have so. you. Uh, as always, we'd like to welcome any first-time listeners. And if you'd like to become part of the Dropping Spicy community, please join us at mash.gg slash Discord, where you can meet the hosts and fellow Apex players. As always, the intro music is brought to you by Rifty Beats. That's R-A-F-T-I. You can find him on YouTube and SoundCloud. We'd like to thank our partner, Chicken Coop Esports. CCE is an esports and tournament hosting organization focused on bringing players opportunities that want to take their first step into the competitive scene of Apex Legends. We are recording live at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, June the 7th. And we've got an interview for you guys today, if you can't, uh, if you can't really tell. <laughs> Mr. Duncan here. Uh, he is kind of blowing up right now on uh, TikTok especially. Uh, so... We're going to have him introduce himself, uh, give us a little bit of a rundown on who he is, what he does, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But first, uh, a couple of quick announcements. Don't forget uh, to submit your juicy Apex clips in the DS Clips of the Week channel on Discord. And did we actually select one for this week? or did we Yeah, just we did. Do on the interview? Yeah. Okay. You want to grab that, Matt? Yeah, it's uh, congrats to Crazy1813 for being our Clip of the Week winner with a disgusting uh, Apex Legends uh, mobile Kraber headshot. Not even Gibby hits dome like that. But honestly, it was crazy. Like, he, I'm no shade, you know. I know you're you're at home quarantining or something, so you've just been grinding mobile. But uh, good job on that. That was that was pretty cool. Um, and everybody post your clips for next week. We can uh share you on our socials. Uh, share your clip if you'd like and tag you and all that jazz. Uh, at Instagram.com/slash/dropping/spicy. And one more quick announcement. So uh, Apex uh, Legends uh, ALGS Year 2 Championship tickets are now available. So if you're trying to go to the PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina, from July 7th to 10th, you can go more. You can go uh, at uh, Apex Legends website or uh, Apex Legends Esports Twitter for the link. And, uh, you know, I will not personally see you there. Unfortunately, it's an awkward time for me, but I will be maybe watching you on the uh, live coverage if they show the crowd. So, yeah. Hey. All righty. So let's get in the meat, meat and potatoes of uh, our episode today. The main event. Uh, Duncan, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, man? Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm uh, primarily an Apex uh, streamer. Uh, been gaming for about uh, 42 years, and a bit over two years ago, I started uh, streaming on Twitch, uh, and then this year started streaming on TikTok. Um, I'm a software developer, now a gaming executive um, in uh, in my normal life, 
Um, played a played a lot of games over those years, a lot of MMORPGs um, with my wife, uh, and um, yeah, sort of that's that's a lot of a lot of what I'm about. Um, yeah, big big focus on TikTok at the moment, um, but still that very active on Twitch as well. So yeah, all right, good to see, good to see, uh, and big thank you to Adam Bomb for uh, actually securing this interview for us. Uh, been a long time supporter. Shout out to our boy there. Uh, so. Duncan is kind of, uh, let's see, how old are you? Uh, 56. Yeah, I'll be 57. Oh, I'll put him on the spot like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, you know, his, his tagline is boomer. Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I do not hide at all my age, and I um, kind of embrace it as part of the brand, yeah. Right, right. And um, where are you actually from? So I'm originally from um, Queensland in Australia. Uh, grew up in the Australian outback, um, and I moved over to the United States about 20 years ago. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, we have a couple of uh, Aussies in our community for sure. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of yeah, us around. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Loud and proud, too. Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, you know, it's nice. It's nice being an Aussie. Like, it, you don't have a bad rap pretty much anywhere you go. Not anymore. Yeah. The only place we do get that a little bit is in uh, England. Australians often go, yeah, to England. The... They go to England and misbehave a lot. But um, <laughs> yeah. other than that, we do pretty good, and it's a love hate relationship there. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, if you, if you uh, if you're British and you uh, you go to to Australia, you get you know you I don't think people will rise you too hard, but you'll definitely get a little bit of a hard time just for yeah. jokes, mm-hmm. for sure. Especially right. around cricket season, I'm sure the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well that's because you know that you know they're, they're almost competition, not quite, but almost, yeah. right? Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. My my I'm mom sure was whole, traveling. Uh, uh, through Australia when she was uh, doing her very late uh, working class gap year, um, as as you do. But uh, she she got a lot of flack because she was uh, British and American. It's the the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm sure you uh, you know get a little bit of flack for the prison island thing over there at the uh, at the UK. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that's what I hear every time I like. Every time I get a uh, UK guy and an Aussie guy in the same like voice chat, it always like somehow Come, turns into the banter of like convicts. shut up, prisoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my um, my family history on my dad's side actually goes literally back to our uh, convicts. So, um, uh, so oh, nice. Yeah. Well, you turned yeah, out all right. For? What's yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, a funny little story. My um, uh, great great grandfather. Um, wanted to marry. He was a, a convict and wanted to marry his wife. And um, he asked to marry a woman, you know, like Susie or something. And they had to get permission to do it. And uh, she was told no. And then six months later, he tried to marry some other woman, you know, called whatever. And they said no. And then, you know, six months after that, he tried to marry uh, Mary. And they finally let him agree to marry Mary. And it was actually the same woman all three times. Just kept changing the name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. It's a smart such a, guy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's such an Aussie thing to do, too. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aussies are the Florida man of the world. <laughs> oh, oh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, not about that. <laughs> hey, I love Florida man. He's my favorite superhero. <laughs> everybody wants, so, uh, everybody loves to watch Florida man. Nobody really wants to be Florida man. Right, right. Everybody want to be Florida man. Don't nobody want to commit the crimes. But, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, tell us real quick, like, how did you like get into gaming? How long you been? You said you've been doing it for um, 
I believe you said 40 years. Yeah, yeah. 42 years. Um, not, not, that's not counting arcade games and Pong and stuff like that. But yeah, when I was 15 years old, uh, one of my best friends um, one day asked me if I wanted to go over to visit the local doctor in town, who's a friend of their family, had uh, two PDP-11 mini computers that were $15,000 oh. each in 1980. So you can imagine how expensive that was. And uh, one of them he used to run his doctor's surgery, and then the other one he had at home as a toy to play with, basically. And so we went over there and played the original um, text adventure called Colossal Caves, which was like a precursor to the Zork text adventure. You know, you're standing outside a White House, you're going to go north, south, east, or west kind of game. And uh, absolutely fell in love with it the moment I, I did it. But would spend every after every weekend I could over there playing games. And he was uh, the doctor was the fact that I was interested. He was really excited about that. His name was uh, Chester Wilson, and uh, yeah, he's still um, still someone who looks out for my career and is always takes pride in what I do. Um, so it was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, and I guess from there though, um, the following year, uh, when I was still only fifteen, um, I got to the math class early one time, and um, there was a cupboard in the back corner, and I was like curious what it was, and I opened it up, and inside was uh, the original Radio Shack Model One Level One, um, all in one computer. And it was covered in like about you know a quarter of an inch of dust and had cobwebs coming off it. And I dusted it off and turned it on. And there was a little uh, plastic uh, cheat sheet card there with the basic language uh, commands. And I started playing around with it. And I wrote myself a little Space Invaders game, like a turn-based wow. Space Invaders game, and uh, started playing that and charged, uh, charged kids 20 cents a, a game to play it at the school <laughs> fake or the school fair. That's legendary. So, yeah, so that those those two were my main interest stories of how I got into gaming and programming. Wow. That's pretty cool. I, I never yeah. got to experience, unfortunately, the uh, well, maybe fortunately, uh, the whole era where you had to kind of write your own game before you could play it. Um, yeah. But uh, I, you know, I'm I'm in development myself. So uh, what do you actually do with development, really quick? You know, on a very high level, so we don't. Yeah. So so yeah. So right now, I'm the game director for a video game company. Um, but my my history is in in mostly in software development, um, but I also ran my multimedia business. So, and I worked as a typesetter for a while, so I have a pretty good visual design sense. I've also done a lot of game design um, over the years, and then a lot of coding. Uh, so, with having and I used to be a tools lead developer for some of the uh, MMORPG games. So, uh, between all of those things, I've got a very very broad set of skills, which makes me really ideal for that kind of game director role where you're leading the development team, the art team, the game design, uh, and all of that stuff. So, yeah, that's... You've that's already worn all the right different now. shirts, so you can kind of realistically direct yeah. where things yeah. can actually go. That's cool. Right. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, can you say, or like, are you at liberty to say what company uh, you actually work for? Or if not, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I've said it on my stream a few times. Yeah, it's a company called Network. Uh, or Network. Um, so we're building a, uh, a metaverse project like a lot of other companies, mm -hmm. um, cryptocurrency based with uh, play to earn mechanics. Um, but it's mostly aimed to be one of the few, if not the only uh, metaverse that's built in like Unreal 5 with really high end graphics and very high fidelity wow. uh, content. Um, and it'll allow people to go in and build their own environments and you know um, create their own uh, spaces on land and stuff like that. So big, very adventurous, uh, big project, long way to go. but. Uh, yeah, oh, that's stuff. awesome. Actually, uh, I need to hook you up with uh, one of our community friends, Thrillseeker VR. Uh, you might have heard that name. Uh, mm -hmm. Big YouTube guy with VR. Um, but he would be mm -hmm. phenomenally yeah, interested yeah, no, in that. Yeah. 
I watch his stuff oh, quite yeah. a lot. He, uh, yeah. he won content creator of the year for VR. I'm super proud of him. Shout out to uh, Thrill Seeker. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, didn't yeah, I didn't realize you had the connection. Yeah, I love his stuff. He oh, does yeah. a great job. Yeah. Old, uh, old podcast fan, uh, friend. He used to be part of the network and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we know how you got into games. We know how you got into development. But how did you actually get into Apex? What brought you here? Um, well, obviously, as a game developer, I've always been interested in, in video games. And when a, a game of Apex's caliber comes out, a AAA game comes out, like the day of release is the first time you hear anything about it and no one in the industry's heard about it. You kind of want to check it out and see what it's all about. And so I downloaded it day one and um, really just to have a look at it as a as a interest type thing. And uh, I just fell in love with it instantly. Um, you know, the, the game design on it is incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the story and the character and the gunplay and how it felt just really connected with me right away. I was absolutely awful at it, um, <laughs> like even compared to everybody else who was playing. You know, I had very little experience with playing competitive FPS games. I'd played Half-Life and um, even Planet Side and stuff like that, but nothing that was at that level of competitiveness. I'd, I'd played a little bit of um, Counter-Strike when it was still a mod for Half-Life before it even was bought out by Valve. Um, and that was just on the local land with some workmates. So once again, not very high level competitive. So I really, really struggled with you know everything that was going on in Apex, but I just loved it. And so I just kept at it. And it took me probably, it's, I think it took me a month to get a kill um at the beginning and um and then it took me at least six months to a year to feel that i was competent um and then you know you keep playing it six thousand hours of gameplay and eventually you start to be okay at it <laughs> yeah so um, yeah but that that's basically it. it was just very um serendipitous it just just happened uh very organically yeah it's amazing i mean it's right. it's, it's certainly been quite i mean and and let's go back to that for just a second because i mean you probably know better than any of us here what a what a crazy thing it was for people in the industry to not even know about it and for it to just kind of cold oh. drop like that right i mean that's that was mm-hmm. fairly revolutionary i mean i'm sure it's happened at least it was unheard of yeah. it was un- unheard of i think I, I like the only thing that would ever happen like that would be like a small indie game right right um for a for a triple a high production large studio game to come out like that it was just unheard of you know right especially with respawn backed by ea like you just never would have expected that yeah, it was just it was just seen as the wrong way to do business at the time, right? It was like you wanted to build hype, and they didn't want to build hype that way, right? They yeah. they they made a really smart decision, and uh, it worked really well for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I have kind of a theory that they uh, learned the right lesson from uh, No Man's Sky. Um, if you haven't seen it, Internet Historian has a great mm-hmm. um, whole kind of video uh, talking about the hype, the build up, the failure, the crash, and the yep. rebuilding of No Man's Sky. Uh, on YouTube, love his content. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they they just kind of crash and burn with everything, and then they got all this support, got on the main like the big boy stage, and then realized, oh crap, uh, we've made a promise to put a game, but put a product out yeah. by this year, and we really need like another six to eight months of development or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so putting a game out like this that's that polished, that well done, and you know, respawns very good yeah. with their development. Their team is phenomenal. Uh, well, and and only a game with that kind of funding could do it, right? Yeah. Because a lot of games these days, they do the hype in order to get people to give them early access money and stuff like that to really finish the game. So yeah, um, right. It's probably right. not something to be easy to reproduce, but yeah. And actually, right. in all credit too, I mean, 
it's a fairly finished game. Now, granted, it was three years ago. It feels like eternity, but mm-hmm. or over three, almost three and a half now, I think. But um, it's yeah. uh, it's it's so it's so rare to see a game. I mean, obviously, so much has been improved, but a game that finished come out these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a very polished, very polished product. Yeah, and like I said, the the thing that blew me away was the game design, right? I mean, the whole ping system and all that kind of stuff was just so um so well thought out um right you know it was hard to find a flaw with it as far as the approach they took to the game yeah there were bugs of course and there were issues oh yeah um yeah the game design was incredible yeah yeah i mean from a development standpoint i think that's what drew me in too uh was Mm -hmm. the the ping system like you said revolutionary uh the the character balance the weapon balance especially even to this day Mm -hmm. uh i i still stand by uh, the idea that they have the best weapon balance of any FPS currently available. Well, now it's the best it's ever been. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they were. It was, it was a little mixed. Uh, like two years ago, it was, uh, you know, like the, the wingman and the longbow and the ninety nine were the only guns you really wanted to use, right? Yeah, that's certainly not the case now. Now you can play with whatever style you want and you can be effective. So, right, Definitely. and the I think the biggest thing we preached just a hundred times on the podcast before, but the transparency uh has mm-hmm. always been one of our favorite things is very rarely do we have like stealth nerfs or uh you know updates that they, where they don't tell you what the heck's going on or we have yeah. server issues and they don't tell us that there are issues things like that right. uh you know we obviously love that uh matt you want to take over for a few yeah yeah absolutely so you know we we heard how you uh you got brought to apex so um i guess uh a couple little ones around there so what was I guess there were, you know, some of you may not be familiar, but originally there were far fewer characters. So I guess what was your, did you have a first character you kind of fell for? Yeah, um, well, the first one I fell for was Pathfinder, which I'm still in love with. But the the first legend that I really played was Lifeline. Um, because I was so bad, I felt that if I played Lifeline, I could at least help the team, right? Well, Pathfinder so, was, I mean, um, uh, Lifeline was strong too. Yeah. She was, yeah. She was, she was, um, it, it was, um, it, it was, it was, Prior to getting the shield that she had in between, which I think went, was when a little bit over the top, but she was still pretty strong, right? She had the fast heals yeah. and you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, she, she was definitely strong, but uh, the main thing is she was small. She was harder to hit, yep. and uh, and she she could heal t- you know, heal and revive teammates, so it felt like at least I could, you know, I could hang back a little bit and then help the team out, right, even though I was having trouble shooting people. So I definitely played her a lot in Season Zero. Um, but I switched to Pathfinder pretty early in season one, I think, if I remember right. It's hard to remember the exact days. Yeah. Pretty early. Um, and I've played him probably 80% of the time um, through. Then I, I switched to Gibby at time for one season and I played Loba for a couple of months. Um, but really, I've always come back to Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, naturally. And I mean, he's such a cheery, uh, almost but not quite just sickeningly nice and, and fluffy and warm, yeah. you know? Just, just like me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I have a little, I have a little voice changer set up, and I, I do his voice lines on stream sometimes, uh, and that's kind of fun. Awesome. Like people can redeem those. I do him and Gibby and, uh, um, and Fuse, of course, because I got the Australian accent. So yeah, I let people do redemptions for their Twitch points to to get me to do voice lines for them. So it's right. Good fun. Yeah, definitely. If you want to uh, see. Uh, Oh, it's good. oh no, no, we don't we don't talk about that. No, I um I made a terrible mistake of uh setting up a pirate voice, talk like a pirate for a minute, uh points thing, and I, I should have doubled or tripled the price because 
it was some <laughs> yeah. it was some event and we or it, we were doing some something and I actually had a bunch of people watching that night and I think I must have spent an hour talking like a pirate and I just couldn't speak the next day. Yeah. Eventually yeah. it turned into like a well, Mexican I, pirate. What, and... <laughs> well, what I found very on is to put cooldowns on those things mm-hmm. in, in the Twitch redemptions. So once per hour or, you know, whatever for different things. So yeah. Speaking of which, you just got two uh, redemptions now. <laughs> me, me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two Pathfinder redemptions. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll have to wait. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I, if you guys want to see like a really polished uh, a stream, definitely like obviously come by. I mean, uh, obviously you know we're doing an interview. You should come by and check it out. But seriously, like I've I've been I'm I'm mostly a lurker for most people's Twitch to be honest. But I've been watching you on and off ever since. I I think it was uh, some tournament, maybe uh maybe an Elmer Fudd tourney or something, and. Uh, well, the two tournaments I played were the ones that you guys ran, but also the his and hers was the, probably the big uh, boomer. Oh, ball yeah, for the main tournaments that I've done. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe maybe um, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't Elmer Fudd, but I guess Adam t- told me about mm. you, and uh, yeah. so yeah, and ever since then I've been watching. Probably been like eight months or something. So yeah. Cool. um now i appreciate your support well, i mean you know <laughs> it's 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 enjoyable i mean i'm i'm i don't really watch much twitch to be totally honest for, except for drops and even then you know how that is you're not really watching <laughs> you got it in some tab somewhere um <laughs> uh, but i mean i i actually do enjoy it and like and i i guess uh we we could actually kind of move on over to that so you've been playing apex uh you you played a ton an absolute ton of apex what was that in case somebody didn't hear you uh how many thousand no, just, hours just over six thousand six six thousand hours i passed about two or three weeks ago yeah. i think so you could say yeah. he has an idea of what he's doing at this point um yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always feel a little sheepish when i'm when i'm suggesting something like do i need to <laughs> but um right right you're a good sport about it you're very you're very patient with us uh when we were playing earlier uh so i guess what 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 brought you into sh- well we got what what brought you into streaming but like i guess if we could go more into that so i guess at some point you got into twitch and you were it seems like you've been yeah. doing very well with your twitch you know everything is you know you've got a lot more than most people have as far as the the setup and the details and all that but i guess you had mentioned uh you've been doing well with tiktok so could you kind of explain like the start of that and- yeah so yeah yeah so um so I, I get asked a lot why i started streaming and to tell you the truth i can't really pinned down exactly the moment that I decided I wanted to do it. But I think it was a natural progression for me. I've been a content creator of some sort for the like the last 20, 30 years, right? As a developer and, and all of those things I've done. So um I so creating entertainment content felt came naturally to me. Um and obviously I love gaming. So that that made sense. Um and the Twitch has done solidly well. Like obviously getting you know, I was at 24 concurrent viewers in March of last year. That's fallen off a little bit. It goes up and down through the seasons. Um, and obviously, a lot of people would kill to have, you know, an, an average above 10, which I've been had for a long time now. Um, but I've never really t- – I thought I was going to take off a lot more on, on Twitch than, than I have. Um, TikTok, though, was uh, a friend of mine who was a, a fellow streamer at the time um, had told me, oh, you should post some videos on TikTok. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it. And I was like thinking, I'll I'll try and get something together over the next week or so and post something. And then I I had a little clip that that happened in the game. I thought, you know what? I'll I'll just throw this up. I didn't didn't reformat it. I didn't do any work. I just cut it down to the short piece and stuck it up. Ended up with one hundred and seventy five thousand views on the first video. And I was like, well, there might be something to this. (laughs) Um, And so um, 
uh, you know, and, and definitely part of what the appeal is, you know, the fact that I am 56 years old um, and I play Apex at a decent level is a real novelty. And I think that's the key with uh, whether when you want to stream, whether it's Twitch or TikTok or whatever, is you have to stand out in some way. Like everyone's a, a 15 to 25 year old who's playing a game and trying to be better than everybody else at it. And it's a losing battle, right? Unless you've got a great personality, something that really makes you go over the top, you're just not going to get the audience. Um, whereas if you've got something that's a little different, whether you're a female gamer or an old gamer or whatever, it's a foot in the door. You still have to produce the quality stream, but you at least get something that makes people notice you. And so I think that video on TikTok, it was partly about, it was a funny clip, but the follow-up ones um, were very much about, oh, you know, this guy's old and he's playing games and these are great clips. You know, like he did stuff that I couldn't do in the game. And of course, you're cherry picking the best moments so you look even better. Naturally. And one of the nice side effects of TikTok is that the best TikTok videos are the shortest ones. And so one of the things I had to learn was to be brutal and just cut stuff out, even though you thought it was important to set up the story. They just don't care. They just want to see a quick some quick action or something funny, and they want to, want you to get to the point really quickly. Yeah. And so by cutting stuff out, it makes your gameplay look even better um, because now they're just seeing the bang, 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 like you know, four wingman shots in a row or like the one I just did of you know, hitting uh, a bow shot. I'm terrible with the bow check, but you, know, you go headshot, headshot, and kill somebody, and it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, that looks really cool. Right. Um, I found you know, sniper shots, Kraber shots, longbow shots. Everyone always loves those because they look so explosive on screen. You know? Yeah. Um, and clearly anything funny, right? So, I mean, as we talked about before the stream, the, the biggest videos by far for me have been the Boomer Bad Guides, um, <laughs> which, um, you know, have been incredibly popular. I think I've got five of them over half a million views. One of them, actually two of them over a million views if you count the reposts of those uh, videos. So, um, you know, and um, they definitely created a brand for me as well, being someone who's got a bit of a sense of humor and can poke a bit of fun at myself and, uh, and right. have fun with it. Yeah, definitely seems like you found a formula for TikTok, like hitting that endorphin, yeah. uh, you know, that little endorphin kick, right. like because everybody's just scrolling through videos and you have like 0.5 seconds to get someone's attention and give them yeah. a little rush of endorphin. It's like, bam, sniper shot. Oh, OK. Bam, another one. Oh, <laughs> OK. We like this. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's that or it's a hook, right? Ask a question where they need to know the answer at the end. Yeah. Like, um, give right. them give them just enough to get them intrigued to the point where like, oh, I, I need to know where this goes. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really important. So but it's one of the things I love is um is trying to, to work out the the formula, if you like, to the different social media platforms and, and so forth. Like what what's the thing that makes them tick and um how do you get viewers onto your Twitch stream? How do you get people to watch your TikTok lives and things like that? And so that's been fun as well. Right. I mean nothing's I think that's part of the go ahead. I was gonna say nothing's more satisfying than then uh, when you kind of started to figure something out and you you try something, you're like, OK, I'm going to try this. And you you work on it. You put some time in. You know, I've noticed your thumbnails are good, too. And that certainly helps a lot right. in your titles. And so you, you figure all that out. You get it all packaged up and you ship it and then it blows up. And then I mean, I, I haven't done that for any social media stuff. But, you know, yeah. when you when you build something up and, and then it works well, it just feels so good. Right. It's it's hard to overemphasize things like thumbnails and titles, right? Um, I posted a one of the biggest things that blew up for me, um, that really made my tick my Twitch go off, um, was the Reddit post that I did, um, which got thirty two thousand upvotes and put me on the front page of Reddit all, 
and then ended up with like I think a dozen or more articles being written about me on like Dexerto.com and you know all these different gaming websites. And um it was a good clip. It was the first time I'd ever won V3 to squad when both my teams were down. It was with a devotion. And it was a pretty nice clip, but I titled it um I might be fifty-six years old, but I'm not dead yet. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and, a good one. and and it and it just that that just had everyone um going off uh, on it. So uh, titles are huge if you get the, if you can right. get the right hook. Yeah, right. It, it certainly helps being a developer and understanding a little bit about how SEO works, uh, about mm-hmm. how keywords work and things like that. Because you know right. it's, it's all pretty much AI driven now, right? You know, you, you got to comb through to find all the other stuff. You got to fight with other stuff to get on front pages of you know of Google on on Reddit and whatever. They've all got these right. algorithms they use, uh, and having some form of understanding about how they work. Uh, and finding the secret sauce, especially with things like TikTok, you know, because TikTok's gotten a phenomenal algorithm. Uh, well, as I said, their algorithm's incredible. It can be frustrating. It, so it, what's amazing is anyone can get discovered on TikTok. But once you do get discovered, it can be hard to really take advantage of it. Right. Because it's like it, it's like TikTok's always looking for the next new thing. Um, and so you've got to really be on your game to keep it going. And that's why a lot of, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about you know, TikTok shadow banned me or they've done this or they've done that. And it's not really that. It's just that you're not producing as good a content anymore or you're not you're not being original enough or you're not, you know, showing something new. And so um, it's uh, it, it's a tricky one to get right. There have been videos where I've put a whole bunch of effort into I thought, this is going to be amazing. And then I get like, you know, 2,000, 3,000 views. Um, and then I'll do one that I just throw up as a, a side thing and it'll get, you know, 500,000 views or 400,000 views. And I'm like, and the the ones the ones that do the best are almost always the ones that engage. Like if you can get people to argue about something, <laughs> then the chat goes off, right? So I posted one of um, hitting a, a a shot with a longbow and only doing two damage, but killing someone. And um, and so that was initially um, did okay, but then when I posted a video, I've worked out how it happened, and then everyone argued about whether I was right or wrong about why it did two damage. Um, you know, it hit the railing, it did this, it did that. It would know it was an arc star that exploded and they were outside of range and it just caught the edge of the arc star. And uh, there was this huge argument that went like 620,000 views on the video. Right. Um, right. Because they were arguing about so much. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, I've definitely had some experience on TikTok, like trying to catch the algorithm. Seems like every time I try to like make a joke and I think this is comedy gold. Uh, it'll do mm-hmm. like 300 views or some BS, and then I'll post something completely random. Like I have one where I'm just reading a poorly spelled uh, gas station sign. It's like now mm-hmm. serving cup breakfast or something like that, uh, and it ended up getting like seven, eight thousand, which you know is really nothing in the grand scheme of TikTok. But for a small sure. account, you know that it doesn't have good, any yeah. following, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. it, it it did hit like set the like the the endorphin lights off in my brain, like <laughs> number go up, you know. <laughs> I think the hardest thing is uh, is the being patient because the time that you post is really important. And so I'll do a video that I think this is great, and like I really, really want to post it. It's like, but I got to wait till ten o'clock tomorrow morning. And right. sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just post it at four in the afternoon. It'll be fine. And then it does. It gets a few views, then it just dies <laughs> because if you don't get your views in the first two hours on TikTok. You're probably not going to get them. Sometimes you get lucky, but most times you don't. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing so, I noticed too. Yeah. Is if you if you start popping off suddenly like right there at the beginning when you first post it <laughs> then that's probably going to be a successful video but if you haven't started like kicking things off within like an hour or two and you're know, already got at yeah. least several hundred being small it's just like forget about it delete it and post it later or something yeah. you know 
um, which their algorithm may catch that too. I have no idea if they have. Um, like yeah, an, I think they sometimes don't like you deleting things, so you got to be yeah, can be cautious there too. There's a few conspiracies there as well, but I think there might be some validity to if you delete a post and then post the exact same video. Um, I think it uh, doesn't always it doesn't tend to do very well. Mm. Yeah, I, I am a little irritated with their uh, their like censoring. Like I get it, you know, because you don't want certain things on there. But like I told a story that was a little raunchy, and then they didn't like that, so then I bleeped everything out like overtly, uh, mm-hmm. and didn't censor my mouth, and then they didn't like that. Took that one down, so I posted it again with the bleeps and the censoring thing over and my mouth, it up. Uh, and covered it up. They still didn't like it, and I was like, well. Oh, I guess this video is not getting posted. I was, I was pissed, dude. That was a really good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, as far as uh, you know, your uh, your streaming and everything like that, uh, what's kind of the next step for you? You think uh, where are you where are you headed with this next? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely focusing on TikTok. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm keeping Twitch alive, um, in that I think it's important that I still have. Uh, <laughs> these guys are posting comments at me. Um, it, it's important to me that I still keep um, uh, the Twitch alive because it's you know, sometimes you fall back on it. But I think TikTok is the place where I definitely have the strongest community engagement right now. Uh, I've got an amazing community of people who, you know, really positive um, uh, chat and um, some really good mods, um, you know, in there who really help with answering questions and stuff like that. So um, I got accepted into, or I got an, a Twi- TikTok partner um, about a month and a half ago. Congrats, so I'm now starting way. to get invited. Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm starting to get invited into beta programs, so I can now accept subscriptions um, on my streams, which was not available, and it's only available to a limited number of people. Uh, unfortunately, there's no gifted uh, subscriptions yet, but that should be coming, I think. Um. So that was big. Uh. Tonight I'm um getting spotlighted. Uh. So I'm going to do like a four hour stream from from eight o'clock instead of nine o'clock until midnight. Uh, and so anyone who goes to any live stream, there's a little uh, panel that says um, game time. They f- click on that. It'll show you with them a list of like about uh, 20 or 30 uh, people who are streaming game content. And if you're live, you'll be at the top of that list. Um, mm-hmm. So I expect to be in sort of the top five to 10 people on that list. So hopefully that'll really bring in a lot of uh, new viewers. Oh, yeah. Um, so the goal is to get to 100,000 uh, followers. I'm at just shy of 90,000 right now. Um at 100,000, it starts to unlock some more monetization options. People can gift or uh, donate directly through the app instead of gifting, which is where they take a cut. Um, and then just, um, you know, get more and more visibility there. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, streaming, live streaming, especially from PC is so early on TikTok that it feels like an opportunity to be one of the early adopters and really, um, you know, become big on there. And the fact that I have a partner at TikTok trying to help me with that. Uh, I think is uh, you know really positive. Gives me a chance to make a success of it. That's huge. And if it does get really big, then maybe maybe Twitch grows as well as a result of it. You know, I pulled in most of my viewers from TikTok, so on Twitch. Um, uh, you know, it's a very small percentage compared to the number that I have, but you know, I still have much, uh, six and a half thousand followers on Twitch as well. So um, yeah, so it is growing there. But yeah, definitely focusing on TikTok is where I'm going for now. Right. And uh we will definitely be joining you for that uh uh that live stream you're gonna be having on uh TikTok mm. later. I couldn't find I couldn't I kept wanting to say Twitch, it's TikTok. But we'll, we'll definitely be joining <laughs> yeah. uh joining keep, to watch I that. Keep mixing and, up uh, too, right? That, yeah, they're so close to each other, it's sometimes you say the wrong one, but right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh and then we'll post about that in our community as well. 
um, with the podcast that's where we're nowhere near your community size as far as uh, as far as that goes not your TikTok one anyway uh, but we got some boys yeah we got we got yeah. we, know, we know people yeah <laughs> oh yeah no I know I I've been I've really enjoyed um, playing in the tournaments that you guys have run the the uh, the um, mash your buttons ones thank um, you even though they're not that big they're just um, it's just really fun to do that kind of stuff, and you know, my community enjoys watching me compete and stuff like that. So it's good fun. Yeah. yeah. Although, were were you in the last one uh, that we did just recently? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I was in there. Oh man, that in was the last two. That was such a good tournament, man. I'm yeah. I'm still so yeah. blown away with the quality that we were able to get out of that for something of the, yeah. the size it was. What we have like forty. Yeah, you know, there's some some really good players. It's pretty sweaty at times. Oh yeah, it was. It certainly oh, yeah. was. Um, and just the teaser, I guess, for your community. Um, we can share the link with you once it's official but we're certainly looking at uh, i believe the beginning of august for the next one it's not ironed out completely but you know uh we'll, we'll certainly announce once that's more uh i was gonna say also on a side note i mean i'm sure you might have already been thinking about this but you could probably cut a lot of this for a, a youtube video or some tiktoks on some some tips yeah. to you know <laughs> the gears were right, probably right. already turning up there for you, but yeah, you're trying to you're trying to hijack the algorithm, kind of like ride coattails a little bit, right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying he's going to do this. I don't, I don't have anything. Of that. No, you're suggesting, yeah, yeah some yeah. of the, so what you're saying is some of the the um, answers that I've given probably could make a, a little uh, informative uh, YouTube or something like that on how to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, uh, I think that's been the the best part of the interview so far. I'm learning things. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really cool um and then uh obviously uh i i kind of was chatting about this earlier with you but you know i i noticed you know uh, in case uh see so you can see what we're seeing right now uh just go to duncan's stream first of all so you can see it for yourself but also um you know he's he's got his his interview page up you know so it's got a nice uh apex background with pathy looking in the mirror him over with its nice titles and on the on the right side of the screen there's a kitty cam and a little cute little kind of a, I guess, what would you say? Like a, like a tabby? Yeah. Yeah. She's a little tabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wanted to. Yeah. She's uh, she's a tiny cat. Actually. She's only about seven pounds. So yeah, but she's, uh, she'll be 18 years old next month. Oh, oh, sheesh. A sleepy old, old girl, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boomer gaming. More like boomer kitty cat. That is an old cat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she's more of a boomer than I am. Yeah, yeah. honestly. So I was going to say, I know maybe you could keep it abridged, but you had a, phenomenal little story about her and I, I just think it'd be really cool for everyone to hear that oh about how she got her name yeah mm. um yeah so her, so her name is Aeolus, which is the name of hercules's sidekick in the legendary tales adventures of hercules and uh she was found by our uh, our labrador dog at the time whose name was hercules uh when she was one year old as a stray um and so she came and rubbed up against him and they kind of you know liked each other and so yes yeah, she got her name from from that uh, little incident and she's been a huge part of the stream um, uh, over the last year or so. She's been on my desk a lot, and she gets in the way, and so ended up setting up a little cat bed at the back of the desk. And uh, once she's got a bit of a pet from me, she'll go and lay in there most nights. Not every, she's not she doesn't always comply with her job, um, <laughs> but uh, she's on there a lot. And when uh, when she's not there, I just switch to a hand cam or a desk cam um, that shows my mouse or my keyboard or something like that. But uh, people love her. Uh, a lot of people come to the stream just to watch her. And I have like you know redemptions for like a lot of points to pet the kitty, um, you know, and things like that. <laughs> the internet that's loves cats. That, that's what brings the people in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. certainly. So, um, kind of mixing it up a little bit. You know, we've been very serious, and obviously, you have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. 
in that field, but I was going to say, you know, we kind of ask some little, some, something a little different. So I guess, um, in your travels and your journey through the, the world of, of gaming and all different facets and stuff, um, did you have any cool stories about maybe, I don't know if you were, I, I haven't heard too much from you about any cons or hmm. any, uh, 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 oh shoot, my brain is melting here, but, um, uh, you, you know, when you go to like, you know, they have cons, but for devs, like, can I like, uh, like, Dev, Dev like can developer conventions? Yeah. And yeah. Stuff, stuff like, like that. that, you know? Yeah. Not a lot of exciting stories there. Um, you know, back when I was really young, um, like in my early twenties, um, I went to some, um, conventions here in the U S as, uh, part of the job that I had there, which were not in the gaming industry. And there were some crazy stories of over drinking and stuff like that um but i probably won't go no, too deep that's into fine. those <laughs> that's fine but um but no some of the some of the funnier gaming stories for me have generally been in-game um stories so you know games like playing everquest uh and uh oh, you know, I, don't, I don't know how many people know the game everquest but, oh, I remember. Uh, it was a really oh, really i know everquest very yeah very <laughs> hardcore mmorpg right if you if you died in that game and you didn't get back to your corpse you lost everything that was on it um, and you got like seven days to do it, or, you know, before your corpse would despawn if you were lucky. And um, we did a particular dungeon that was a, a really deep, difficult dungeon, a permafrost, right? And we were um, well and truly over halfway into the dungeon, and we squad wiped, and you know, everyone died. And uh, we were all back at the the entrance, and um, everyone in the team got their uh, all of my friends all got their gear back, but there was one random who had joined us. And it was this guy playing a little gnome, and uh, he hadn't got his gear back. And I, we were playing in the morning, and I had to go and play cricket. Um, I had to like leave, and I was like, "Guys, I've got to go. I'm not going to be back for like six or seven hours. But you guys need to make sure that he gets his gear back before you leave." And I came back seven hours later, and this same gnome is standing outside the dungeon, practically in tears because he couldn't get his gear back. And I, I played a paladin at the time, so I was very much about helping people and stuff. And so I, I ran into this dungeon, trailed every single monster in the entire dungeon behind me, grabbed his <laughs> gear, ran back, died about three quarters of the way back, went back to town, got some basic equipment, ran back in, got my corpse, brought it back, got my stuff, went back in, got his stuff, <laughs> and brought it all out, and uh, and gave it to this guy. And, and you've never seen anybody so happy in your life uh, as as this guy. And it was it was like a real heartfelt moment that that was a lot of fun and really made me feel good that's legendary it's pretty awesome Law, uh, lawful good for sure definitely <laughs> yeah, pathfinder so. man definitely pathfinder man yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely <laughs> it's so warm and fuzzy oh that's great yeah i was gonna ask about like greatest gaming moment but i guess you can't really top that unless yeah that one's really good unless you can but <laughs> no, I it's mean... pretty it's pretty up pretty much pretty up there i mean they've been they've been so many over the years it's hard to keep track but that one's always stood out for me um, there was another one that involved, uh, there was another one that was, I would say great moment, but it was just one of those things that made me love EverQuest was, uh, I was playing, um, you know, as, as my paladin and they had an ability called lay on hands that would heal somebody up a hundred percent, but you can only do it once per hour. So you didn't throw it out willy nilly. And there was, uh, somebody over in, um, uh, like the second tier zone, the, the desert, uh, forgotten what it was called now, um, near Freeport. And, uh. A guy was running past me and being trailed by like a, 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 one of the giants that roamed around that squad that could like one hit kill you. And he had almost no health. And as he ran past me, I just threw lay on hands at him and, and sort of saved his life. And as he went past, and it was one of those, another one of those moments where it was just like, you know, 
people did things like that in EverQuest, and uh, it, it, which is, you don't see a lot of anymore. It was, you know, a lot of selfless stuff that people did in that game. It was a very, very community-driven game. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of the reasons I, I loved it. I played it way, way, way too much. <laughs> I believe Lay on Hands was, uh, was adapted to D&D 4E, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, came into D&D 4E, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, see. It might, been, it might have even been 3.5. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, see, that's that's funny because I'm a I'm a late adopter to D and D. I think I came in late late four E, and I I just thought that was a D and D thing. <laughs> uh, oh, well, yeah. it was it was uh, yeah third third edition for me as well. I was pretty late to uh, Dungeons and Dragons. My wife had played uh, when she was a teenager. Her whole family played because she was from Wisconsin. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I ended up working for Wizards of the Coast for two and a half years. Oh, no wow. Dungeons and Dragons and and Magic the, and Magic the Gathering. So. Online, yeah. That's oh, a that's pretty sick. Developer, but, yeah, uh, I, I got the character you, builder out. I was going to say, did you work on the uh, the site? Like the uh, what's the, the, the fourth cycle? edition character? The fourth edition character builder that came out was directly uh, I, when I came in. It was a mess, and I I got that on track and made sure it got shipped. Yeah. Dang, yeah, yeah. that is freaking awesome! Because I I have uh, really been a huge fan of uh, the D and D websites and everything like that. Like you could tell, these guys are like old devs that know what the hell they're doing. You know, because if you think about D and D, what do you think about? You think nerds, right? Um, yeah, actually, it was one of the most technologically immature companies I'd ever worked at at the really? time. They had no idea. Yeah, they were terrible. Um, but uh, you know, I was hired in as sort of a an external guy to come in and try and help them out with some stuff. Um, Magic the Gathering Online at the time, they weren't even advertising it because if more than 1,500 concurrent people tried to use it at once, it would crash. And uh, so what, when I got the the character builder working, the VP got me to move on to Magic and try and help out there. And so when I left the company, it was doing like 10,000 concurrent. And I, I heard later on they hit 20,000 plus and had no issues. And so kind of got that all solved. But yeah, right, they, right. there was some issues there. They were very, very good at building games like game systems and stuff like pen and paper game systems um but uh they're not so good at making technology work <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, yeah i remember the first all... time going on uh D D beyond uh for sure like, oh yeah the, the whole dice rolling system everything they have phenomenally coded they were very good at marketing and content creation and stuff like that as well yeah right? so they had very good people on the website get good at creating content that was interesting um uh, just not not so good if it involved a lot of technical um knowledge you know like real programming a little bit right right they, they didn't roll their arcane maybe, checks quite cha- right no it's changed a lot though <laughs> over, over the years yeah they're a very very different company now to what they were back then because this was in 2008 time frame oh man we oh, need uh we need duncanus the documentary that's what we really need i know right <laughs> i could i could talk to you about oh, for hours but we don't have that oh. much time so uh, also 3.5 for life by the way i want to try <laughs> pathfinder yeah. actually I enjoyed fourth mm. It's pretty oh, good. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Pathfinder is a lot of fun. It's a, you know the main, the key with Pathfinder is you have to learn to master his grapple. Right. Mm. Once, once you're comfortable mastering his grapple, that that's when he really takes off. No, um, we were talking about the. Oh uh, no, no, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You're talking Pathfinder. That's right. Yeah. Talking about the Apex. No, I love um, Pathfinder. You're talking about the Pathfinder game. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, I haven't played it much, but it basically is 3.5 edition. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I remember. With some four, yeah. I think a sprinkle yeah. of four. But anyway, I just yeah. kind of wanted to um, see, like, you know, we kind of, I know I know you've got to go run and be TikTok famous mm. so um, yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> so, you know, I want to make sure we get as much as we can out of you before you Irish goodbye. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> or is it a really an Irish goodbye if we expect it? Uh, but in any case, yeah. um, I don't know. Do, do we have any? Do you have any any things you just really wanted to to bring up and and kind of mm-hmm. tell us about? Um, I think we've talked about a lot of it. Like I said, the the one of the things I really wanted to talk about was you know my community and how how supportive they've been and how um uh, how great it is. I mean, the the thing that's blown me away more than anything else on TikTok has been the the positivity of uh, like the comments on my videos and um the mm-hmm. chat in the live streams. You know, because you get the occasional troll that comes in, but I usually don't have to deal with them because my my chat just shuts them down and tells them to go away. Um, <laughs> without even needing mods, right? It's just like um, that. So uh, that's been really, really huge for me and somewhat surprising, you know, because when you are a minority and in that situation, I think the fact that I've embraced the boomer tag probably helps a lot. Um, I don't pretend to be some young kid playing video games. I don't try and make out that I'm the best gamer in the world and that, you know, I'll I'll kick your butt like some of the other older streamers have a tendency to do, uh, which sort of opens them up to criticism, right? and so I think that's helped a lot, but it's still really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm I'm kind of happy to see this, like, uh, kind of a miniature uprising of uh, older gamers because, you know, we've always kind mm. of been of the opinion that games are for everyone, right? Uh, I yeah. remember seeing yeah. the, uh, uh, was it Grainy Gaming, uh, the, the older lady that played uh, Skyrim forever. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and The they, other one who's doing really huge right now is um, Tactical Grandma. I've seen so her. She's, got like she's one, great. One point one point three million followers right now on TikTok. Yeah, and like wow. a quarter, quarter of a million, I think, on uh, either Facebook or Twitch or something like yeah. that. She's she's huge. Her content maybe insane. we'll set up a. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty very much very sniper focused, uh, from what I've seen. But um, uh, but yeah, she's pretty impressive. Right. Um. Yeah. I'm also really uh really happy to see the um the latest version of uh, elder scrolls is coming out at, at some point eventually um i believe the lady that played skyrim she passed away i believe uh, didn't she and um they're putting her in the game it's confirmed uh oh, so awesome. yeah. i thought that was just the coolest thing in the in the whole freaking world but uh yeah. let's try not to keep you too much longer uh since you have to do your uh tiktok yeah, thing a couple more minutes yeah yeah all, all right. right well we'll let you tell us when it's time um until then um Oh, there's there's so much I want to ask. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, you want to go ahead and just uh, kind of start wrapping things up, and we'll get uh, social medias and things like that out of the way. Yeah, and shout out yeah. anyone you know, all all your socials. Shout out anyone you want to shout out. You know, thank anyone. All of that jazz. All right. Yeah. So I mean, the big socials for me, obviously, is uh, TikTok and Twitch, right? Which are both a Duncanist now. I was able to change my uh, TikTok name to Duncanist instead of Duncanist TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on uh, YouTube, you can find, if you just search for Boomer Gaming by Duncanist, you'll find my Facebook very quickly. Yep. Um, I am on other other areas as well, but um, they're none of them are particularly large, like Twitter and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, real quick, that's Duncanist, D-U-N-C-A-N-A-S, and then Boomer Gaming, exactly. B-O-O-M-E-R Gaming. Yeah, all right. And uh, we'd like to go ahead and thank our latest stream followers, uh, Town and City, our latest subs, Blazing Bob, Parafloss, and Bullseye Benson. And of course, as always, our patrons, Adam Bomb, Bullseye Benson, Crazy1813, Sav Samurai29, Whiskey Sticks, Raw Death21, and Joker Tempest. So we're going to wrap things up, guys. Thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Dropping Spicy. You can follow Mash Those Buttons on Twitter at The Mash Network. And be sure to catch our live stream every Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash Mash Those Buttons. Uh, but most of all, 
Thank you again, uh, Mr. Duncanus, for joining us for this interview. Uh, I, I really wish we could go a bunch longer, uh, but we just can't, unfortunately. Uh, I would love to have you on uh, a second time. This has been a phenomenal interview. It's been so much fun for me. Uh, so thank you so much thank for you. joining. Uh, but can you please, uh, I know you just gave us uh, all of your yep. mentions and everything like that, but just so it's in the outro and it's all uh, kind of coalesced together. Uh, what social media links do you have for us? Yeah, so uh, twitch.tv slash Duncanus, uh, tiktok.com uh, slash Duncanus. Uh, and then uh, for YouTube, uh, Boomer Gaming by Duncanus Search. We'll find that very quickly for you. Uh, I'm also on Twitter as uh, Duncanus. Uh, and I think that's about it right now. All righty. And Matt, where can we find you on social media? Uh, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, 3XOMATT. And then you can catch me on. Uh, most game launchers and discord as exo matt and uh yeah they're all time come find me let's run some games all right and you can find me on twitter twitch steam origin youtube only fans and everywhere else at nerf kinder please that's gonna be n-e-r-f-k-i-n-d-e-r-p-l-s don't forget to join the mash those buttons community on discord at mash.gg slash discord and i believe you have a discord as well uh, uh mr duncanus did you actually list that um i do um it I, I, uh, you'd need to uh, find it by going to my profile on uh, TikTok. Um, there's a link to it uh, in there where you can get a server invite. All right, the easiest way to get there. Gotcha. Uh, and if you don't feel like if you can't be arsed to do that, uh, you can go to Discord.gg/slash capital U nine four capital E G capital Y V. All right, uh, and. If you join our Discord, you can send us your Apex feedback, stories, questions, compete in community tournaments, and submit your clips of the week to be featured on our social channels. Or just find like-minded people to play with at almost any time of the day across the world. And that's going to go pretty much the same for Mr. Duncan. This is uh, Discord, I imagine, too. Uh, finding people to play with, hang out with, and uh, just generally enjoy his streams with. Uh, don't forget to share the show with others and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can go to droppingspicy.com slash Apple Podcasts to do that. It does require the app. Uh, but if you'd like a direct, direct link to our show, the RSS feed, and all of our other shows, you can find those at mashthosebuttons.com. That's going to be the fastest way to get a hold of our content. You can also visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons, including our Humble Bundle affiliate link and our PayPal one-time donation button. If you'd like to take your support even further, you can do that by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can support this show by joining the Dropping Spicy membership tier at $125 per episode or $5 per month. There is also a general support tier available at $2 a month. You don't happen to have a Patreon, do you? I do not, Batman. All right. Something to, something to look into there. <laughs> well, once again, thank you so much. Uh, you. I know you've got to get going. You've got uh, T-minus three minutes until your uh, yeah. uh, big debut here. Uh, but thank you again from the bottom of our heart. Uh, this has a, been a great interview. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys very much as yeah. well. I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate it. I know my stream really enjoyed it as well. So I'm going to drop out. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye, stream.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 